It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Roquan Smith is back practicing with the Chicago Bears and on track to start and be back by week one. So crisis averted or crisis just pushed off a few months down the line? You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and hopefully every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Our show starts today with Roquan Smith back at practice and meeting with the media for the first time, answered some questions about what was going on with his whole situation and what's happening now, what the plan is for him moving forward. So we'll kind of hear from him and get a sense of where the situation stands now. We'll kind of look at bigger picture here, what this means for the Chicago Bears and for Ryan Poles, as he's had a couple of these types of player relationship situations to work out early in his career and so far avoided any major breakup just yet. We'll kind of look ahead to what could be next for both sides as they presumably play out the season and look ahead to next offseason and kind of doing this whole thing all over again. I want to start with Roquan Smith himself, though. You know, throughout this process, he put out a statement with Ian Rappaport at one point, but we haven't really heard a lot. You know, when he hasn't been practicing with the team, they haven't made him available to the media. And even the Bears hadn't been saying a ton. So we've been going off of mostly like speculation, a few rumors here and there, and then the, the Ian Rappaport report about him being very disgruntled and, and all that stuff. And the team took him off the pup list, but it was a lot of just more like surface level things. And we finally got to hear from Roquan himself now that he, over the weekend, returned to practice for the first time, individual drills, and then now they've begun a ramp up period. He's, he's in shape and healthy and been working out and, and been in meetings all the time, but they're getting him up to speed more in practice to kind of get him ready for week one, by all accounts. That seems to be the plan. But but now that he's back at practice, he's able to meet with the media under the team guidelines, and he kind of he illuminated the situation a little bit more. Yeah, first off, uh, I would just like to um, more so show my um, appreciation to uh, pretty much everyone involved uh, from the side, despite... Uh, contract stuff not going the way uh, I had planned for it to go and like to I know there's going to be a lot of questions about um, the entire the process and everything like that and to get on the process uh, I thought it was it was very distasteful to say the least uh, wasn't what I anticipated nor did I like what I expected from the situation but 
you know, I'm grateful for the uh, fans, all the loyal fans and everyone, that uh, the players as well in the locker room and the city of Chicago that uh, stood behind me throughout this process and means a lot to myself. Um, but now I'm just shifting my focus to the um, season and more so just focused on being the best teammate I can be um, to those guys in the uh, locker room. Uh, it's my last year of my deal. Uh, and, hey, I'm just going to take it, run with it, bet on myself like I've always done. And the negotiations are um, over right now. So it's more so I'm just focused on the season, going out there, being the best bear I can be because I owe that to the guys in the locker room and to the city and the, um, all the uh, loyal fans. Roquan didn't give out, you know, like a ton of specifics about – the ins and outs of the negotiations. But he did say, you know, he elaborated a little bit on that idea at the beginning that, it, that negotiations were distasteful. And he didn't, he didn't give concrete examples, but he just said that he felt like, you know, for entering out his fourth year, or excuse me, his fifth year in Chicago, he's worked his butt off for four years and feels like he deserves to be rewarded. And the fact that they, in his eyes, were not willing to reward him in the way he felt like he needed to be rewarded was then, from his perspective, why he categorized them as distasteful. He also clarified that, you know, while he was missing practice, the team had the option to fine him for each practice missed after he was removed from the physically unable to perform list. He clarified that he was not fined for those days, the team not going to that extent just yet. And he was also asked about, well, you know, do you still want to be traded? And he said, well, I requested a trade. That request was denied by the team. And so he is then focusing on the season, basically operating under like, he put in the request, but there's nothing else he can do when the team says no. And now he's back at practice and just focusing on that moving forward. So for me, it didn't it didn't quite get at some of the elaboration I was looking for in terms of the distasteful comment there. And I think, you know, if, if we try and read between the lines and, and use the information that we've learned through the limited reporting that has become available about the Bears maybe backloading the contract a bit or putting some other like de-escalating type like dynamics in the deal that he felt were were unfair. You could sort of see that with him not having an agent, maybe there were ways the Bears were trying to get as favorable favorable as a deal as possible, which is what they do in every negotiation, but specifically maybe pushing for things or trying for things with Roquan, knowing that he doesn't have an agent, that maybe, not that they could pull one over on him necessarily, but just, you know, get a deal that's even more favorable for them as opposed to what they might not get out of an agent negotiating. And Roquan clearly holding firm on his position and feeling a bit off-put by all of that. But, you know, like you said, he, he still wants to play for the fan base and the city and his teammates was, were the three main groups he kept referring to over and over again. Obviously, not as much talking about the leadership in the organization. And I, I wonder a little bit the fact that he didn't mention the coaching staff in any of this, but the coaching staff has largely stayed out of it. And I don't think there's, I don't think we should read too much in between the lines there. I think it's just generally coaching staff are still management, like Ryan Pohl is just a different level of management. And so, you know, maybe he's not, he's not going to go out of his way to distinguish that in this type of situation. But for now, we know Roquan Smith is here. He's willing to play. He's motivated and he's back with the team. And so for now, the situation seems to have settled for the short term here. And, and Ryan Poles has things a little bit more back on track here, at least in the short term. We'll kind of look 
bigger picture, right? As as now two of these player situations have gone through this preseason with polls, working with reportedly disgruntled athletes and getting things back at practice. Next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by our friends at betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. If you're looking ahead to this Bears season, you still got some time to get your bets in. You can bet on their win total over under six and a half wins. Bet on them being long shot odds to make the playoffs. Bet on where they'll finish in the NFC North. Plus some individual player performances over unders on passing yards for Justin Fields, rushing yards for Darnell, for David Montgomery, receiving yards for Darnell Mooney, and sacks for Robert Quinn, among other things. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. Not just football, but every league, Major League Baseball season in the thick of things. Basketball futures, hockey, soccer, tennis, boxing, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline has the live in-game betting scores, podcasts, and news you need to keep you covered. Head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As soon as Roquan Smith returned to practice, it felt to me like a small win for Ryan Poles. Not that this whole situation has been a win for Ryan Poles, but it does feel like this could have gone so much worse. And I thought back to right away when Tevin Jenkins wasn't practicing and was rumored or reported to be disgruntled and clashing with the coaching staff, and then Roquan Smith is holding out, or, or I guess officially holding in with the organization, but not practicing. And it felt like a, a fairly strong flood of criticism towards Ryan Poles. And, you know, we talked about it on this podcast that, yes, it could it could be bad for Ryan Poles. And I think it, the onus is on the front office to work things out with these players and get the situation under control. And so I think it's important that if people and we collectively, the royal we, are going to be critical of Ryan Poles when these situations first come out and start to look bad, we should probably make sure we circle back and credit him when the situation improves and is less bad and is stabilized. Not that, again, not that the Roquan Smith thing has been handled perfectly and that Polish is doing exactly what he should be doing as a general manager, that, you know, it's still not good for your star linebacker to be mad at the organization and to still, I think, generally want to trade, even if he's not going to get it, and even though it's not granted and, and not not really in the cards at this point. But I think it's still a win for the, a short-term current win for the team right now that Roquan is back at practice because he could have held this out to the to week one, to the regular season and throughout and, you know, lost game checks and held out and let, left this team really in, in the worst of both worlds, right? It's like if you, if you had traded Roquan Smith, at least you'd be getting something from, for him. Or if Roquan Smith is playing, then you would have Roquan Smith on the field. But if Roquan Smith were holding out for the regular season, 
you would be getting absolutely nothing from the situation. Like at least a trade could have netted you something, but a holdout gets you absolutely nothing and really only hurts the team, which is why it's a effective, a sometimes effective negotiating tactic for players. It's why strikes, you know, in, in terms of like the workforces that you and I are more used to in, 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 you know, out in the blue collar world, especially. And so there's something to be said about polls and the coaching staff in the front office, smoothing things over with both players to the point where they're both, both Roquan Smith and Tevin Jenkins are set right now to start week one. Roquan almost certainly will be ready to go and start week one. The fact that he's been in the in the organization, working out, doing the lifting, and in all the meetings, just hasn't been on the field at practice, would suggest to me that the, the two weeks or whatever they have left until their first regular season game should be plenty of time to get that talented of a player up to speed for week one. Matt Eberflus was being a little bit non-committal about it, which felt pointless. Like, I, I sort of get it, but it's just like, who are you trying to fool there? That what like maybe he won't be ready in two weeks like that just he said he said well we're still taking it one step at a time and we're ramping up and we're glad he's ramping up but like yeah if there was a game tomorrow Roquan Smith would play like let's let's be honest there and then Tevin Jenkins you know supposedly had some sort of injury that he was working with supposedly didn't get along with the coaching staff he refuted the coaching staff part but has not really told us what the injury situation was like in his spot there and but he says he's up to one hundred percent. And now he's with the first team at right guard and the veteran they signed at the start of training camp to kind of be the established guy to come in and be the starter, Michael Schofield, still working with the backups. And that's a great sign for Tevin Jenkins. It's not a guarantee that Jenkins is going to start week one. He has to maintain a certain level of consistency and performance. And Michael Schofield has to not perform up to that level for, for long enough. But I think in both cases, it's a very good sign that both of these players are still within the organization. That you know, it could have been a completely wasted second round pick getting traded for Lord knows that was gonna be much, much less value than what Ryan Pace had used to acquire him, especially when you consider that the Bears traded up for Tevin Jenkins. They were likely not going to get a second round pick back for Tevin Jenkins at this stage, given how little he played last season, the injury situation that had been carrying along with it. And just that the leverage was not in the Bears' favor. You were looking at maybe maybe a high day three pick or, or a couple of mid day three picks, but nothing anywhere near the return on investment. And that would have felt like a major loss if Ryan Poles hadn't been able to somehow work things out with Tevin Jenkins and get him back on the field and back with the organization. Even if Jenkins hadn't been the starter, but just came back to the team, returned to practice, and is the backup all season, that's still steps in the right direction for him to continue his development in Chicago as opposed to somewhere else and being a, a wasted draft pick and a wasted talent that can still be a very good offensive lineman in the NFL as he works through his craft more and continues to be the better player. So there, there was a path here where Roquan Smith keeps holding out and Tevin Jenkins gets traded and you're losing two of your more talented players on both sides of the ball because the general manager can't manage these player personality situations, whatever they were, which we don't, we still don't know exactly what was going on with Tevin Jenkins, but we do know that the Bears were shopping him. That we do for sure. But I think it, it, it's important to say, yeah, like Ryan Poles has hit some roadblocks this offseason and made some mistakes this offseason and it doesn't look good when your players get arrested or certainly when your players are holding out and disgruntled. But I think the fact that he's been able to 
get the disgruntled players in particular back in practice, not only back in practice, but potentially in the starting lineup for Tevin Jenkins, a player who wasn't looking like he was going to be a starter for much of the offseason at this point, speaks a lot to the way this organization is able to handle some of these adverse situations. There's still time for the current remedies of those situations to not work, right? <laughs> Things, for whatever reason, with Tevin Jenkins feel a little bit volatile and that if he, you know, he, he might not be the starter and Lord knows if he could get upset in the same way again or injured in the same way again. We don't know what it was. So we don't know whether it could happen again or whether it's permanently solved. And, and with Roquan Smith's situation, he seems to be set in stone for practicing and playing the season and playing out the rest of his contract. But then we're going to run into this situation again in five, six months after the season when he will be again set to become a free agent. We'll take a closer look at what what could be in store, what the Bears' options are, what Roquan Smith's options are, and kind of how this could all play out next offseason. Next on Locked on Bears. I want to paint a picture for you. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and, you know, people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But you know what? Nah, you live nearby. You, you can make it home, okay? It's, it's no big deal, right? What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen if you get pulled over? What, your, your insurance goes up? You lose your license or you lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results, they're tragic and often deadly. But that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or, more importantly, someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It feels a little bit like this temporary win or relief for the Bears in the Roquan Smith situation is, is setting us up for doing this a little bit all over again next offseason, just more so without games immediately present to, you know, get in the way, right? When you get to January, February, March negotiating, there's not really any holding out. There's nothing to hold out of. So it just sort of becomes picking back up where they left off. And of course, he has that option to become a free agent and negotiate with other teams. The leverage, the extra leverage that the Bears get then at that point is the almighty franchise tag that yes, Roquan Smith can play out. As he said, he wants to play out the final year of his deal, do the best he absolutely can and, you know, head into next off season and see what will come. seems like if the bears weren't willing to trade Roquan Smith, denying that trade request, not even listening to offers, right? Denying, I mean, not that they weren't listening to offers that called in, but did not allowing Roquan Smith to have he and his representatives seek out offers. They, they were not interested in theory in trading Roquan Smith. That would seem to indicate then 
they would be not interested in letting him walk as a free agent, right? It just wouldn't seem like those things are necessarily compatible. I suppose it depends on how this season goes, but Ryan Poles expressed a desire to sign Roquan Smith to a contract and keep him around this Bears organization for the long term. Obviously, he and the Bears organization don't see eye to eye with Roquan Smith on what that value might be. But it's not as though they're saying, no, we don't want Roquan Smith or we don't value him. We just may not value him to the full degree that he may see himself as being worth in the marketplace. And so it would seem like a franchise tag would be in the works here. You look at the number for the franchise tag, which is still projections at this point. I think this this year, 2022, the franchise tag for a linebacker was $18.7 million. And next year, it's supposed to actually drop slightly to 18.3, according to our friends at overthecap.com. We'll see. That's projection based on like what the current salaries are and where the salary cap goes. And there's always time for those numbers to be tweaking. But we can estimate in the 18 to $19 million a year range for the salary cap or for the franchise tag under under that salary cap. And we don't know where then the Bears and Roquan Smith were in their negotiations, but the sort of the feeling, the understanding is that, you know, Roquan Smith wanted to be the highest paid linebacker in the NFL or, you know, certainly like at that level of the highest paid linebackers in the NFL. So you would be looking at roughly a $20 million a year average on the type of contract Roquan Smith is looking for. It's not as simple as just, the average number of dollars per year because the percentage of that that's guaranteed and some of the other number tweaking that goes in the how long the contract is and where the money is distributed in the length of that contract also make a difference in this negotiating process. But you can see where if Roquan's at 20 and the Bears don't want to go to 20 or about 20, right? Then the Bears are probably somewhere at least a little bit lower than that. You'd think if, if Roquan was at 20 and they were at 19, they could probably meet pretty, you know, it wouldn't be that hard to close a small gap, but it might be more like 20 to 17, you know, I mean, something in in that type of range that's a little bit harder over the course of a four or five year contract can add up. But if the franchise tag is $18 million or or in the 18 to 19 range, all of a sudden that's a, that's a much different starting point for negotiations. And it's curious because, you know, if the bears were lower than that 18, but they're willing to pay him the 18 on the franchise tag, then it brings the number back up to Roquan Smith's side in potential negotiations. Or if the Bears were lower than 18, lower than 18 in these negotiations, then are they going to be willing to pay him that in the franchise tag? It just doesn't seem likely that they would let him walk. I mean, I guess you could try and tag and trade him at that point, but then you're back in the same situation you were now. Just at least you got the full season out of Roquan Smith this upcoming year and didn't have to scramble last minute, right? At least if you were to franchise tag Roquan this next offseason, try and negotiate something, but maybe also listen to a trade, you would then have that offseason to replace him as opposed to the trade happening at training camp, like right now, and not really, you know, you can't just, you can, you can sign free agents, but you're you're not really having the full, you know, resources of the offseason, the draft and free agency to really go out and, and get that replacement player. Still feels like they're going to franchise tag him and work towards some kind of long-term deal. And I just wonder too if, you know, Negotiations obviously broke down in training camp right, and in the preseason, right? And tensions and emotions seem to be high and Roquan Smith felt disrespected and, and all that stuff. I wonder if now that negotiations are breaking off and he's just going to play the season, you know, it might be four, five, six months until 
Negotiations start again. It's possible they could check in a few times during the season, but like intense negotiating likely won't happen again until January, February, March type time of the year. And I can't help but wonder if maybe just taking some time to be away from the negotiating table, but still in the same organization together, you know, going through the ups and downs of the season, if that doesn't give it a little bit more time to smooth some of it over. Not that Roquan's going to come back and be all this forgiven and ready to, you know, bend a little bit more than he was, but just that, you know, he and Ryan Poles have, haven't been around each other that much through this process. And maybe now during the regular season, just being in the same organization, the same building, being at practice, being at games and stuff, if maybe they'll end up being around each other more in non-negotiation environments. And if that doesn't help them maybe become more understanding of each other and more just closer as, as coworkers or as boss and employee, but, and, and if that doesn't help, maybe help negotiations start a little bit more fresh that they can come back and say, okay, you know what, Roquan, you had another great season. And just like before, we said the first time, we do want to make you part of this organization. And, you know, here's where we're coming from. And I see where you're coming from. And, you know, you can start to maybe pick back up with a little bit more perspective on each other over the course of, of how that season goes on. You never know if maybe the trade deadline comes around and a team comes to the Bears with an offer they can't refuse. You know, I, can you rule it out? I mean, they said they didn't want to trade him, but was that, a, was that, a, was that a, a, a factor of not getting the type of offer they might want? in a trade at that point. And if the bears are at the, at the buy at the trade deadline and they're, you know, three, four games under 500 and not going to make the playoffs, but not going to tank either, but just not, not going to make the playoffs. Do you consider and you know, a better offer at that point? If a team comes to the deadline and says, Oh, we really need Roquan Smith to put our defense over the top to go win the Super Bowl, like the Rams and Von Miller last season, different position, but same idea. You know, if a team steps up the right offer and you feel like negotiations broke down, I mean, I'm not saying it's likely to happen. I don't think it would happen. I think the Bears are genuine when they want to make Roquan Smith a long-term piece of their team. But, you know, until that trade deadline passes, I, I just, you can't rule it out of the realm of possibility. Same thing with, with Robert Quinn on this defense. You never know when it's guys that were inherited by this new regime and not drafted or signed by this new regime. The loyalty is not quite as strong there. And I think the right offer can always pry away pretty much any player from this roster, not named Justin Fields at this point. Hopefully, it's the last Roquan Smith contract conversation we have on this podcast for months, and we can talk more about Roquan Smith playing really well at linebacker on the field this season. But if anything comes up, you can be sure we'll break it down for you right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making the Lockdown Bears podcast your first listen of the day. Lockdown Podcast Network is your team every day, and that includes your fantasy football team. The Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast is here to help you with your upcoming draft or upcoming season. Vinny Iyer has been covering fantasy football for over 20 years, and he can give you a unique angle that no one else in your league is going to have. So get ready for your fantasy draft or your upcoming season with Locked On Fantasy Football, wherever you get your podcasts. Coming back tomorrow for more Locked On Bears and more opportunity to bear down. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.